Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, Cojourners. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I am delighted with today's poem, which is entitled Coming Home to Inhale by Tasneen Grace, and I'm going to read an excerpt. I have walked streets with a slow drag limp, teetering on the spindles of two high heels, slapping pavement with flat feet and fallen arches, somewhere between strut and stroll, saunter and stagger. I have yelled into caverns of silence, too sweet to rage, too composed to sweat. Too frozen to flee, too shadow to appear. I have swallowed disappointment with like savory regret. Lined my throat with discontent. Singed my belly with simmering intuition. Digested buttered bone and salted burden. I have splinted my spine to read a room. Lowered my gaze to disguise discomfort, counted ceiling tiles and carpet squares to disappear. Truth hidden behind dimples and lip gloss. And then I came home. I studied the universe captured in dewdrops, praised the symmetry of snowflakes, felt the velvet of cat ears oiled the ash from my ankles, massaged the muscles of my thighs. I heard applause in wind-whipped leaves, watched a turtle hustle across sun-baked brick, felt the stickiness of a spider's web against my cheek, observed the waltz of three bumblebees. I saw a chipmunk stuff its cheeks and watched a moth circle light, noticed beetles rocking themselves to flip upright. Felt the stinging morning chill and the blanket of afternoon heat. Glimpsed the glint of a bottle top encased in mud. I danced with myself in mirrors, blew kisses at my reflection, shaved my head to feel renewed, stroked my scalp and called myself baby girl. I painted my toes the color of cherries and summer kisses. I jumped rope to the hum of violins. I walked in starlight and sat cross-legged beneath the moon. I sipped well water and mint tea. I slept with my ankles crossed and my palms open. I prayed for fresh breath and new vision. I picked translucent stones from the sand and shore. I bellowed joy from balcony seats and open car windows. I closed my eyes, filled my chest with air, and swiveled my neck to capture every atom of inhale. Breathe, baby girl, breathe, I whispered. And then I did. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You better come on, Tasneen, and write this poem. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love the journey home as you have captured it from straining to breathe, to deciding to breathe, to being fully alive and present. Oh, thank you for being a co-journer and for sharing your incredible piece with us. And that really brings us to today's topic, which is self-healing strategies, self-healing strategies. So I am a big advocate of mental health and of therapy, and I am a provider of therapy. I have utilized therapy, and I want to name that there are also a number of self-healing strategies that are available to you. And so for some of you, you will use them uh, on their own. And for some of you, you can use them within therapy or your therapist may even incorporate some of these strategies in your practice and in your homework. And so along the lines of today's poem and my decision to include poetry in the podcast, I want to name that an incredible self-healing strategy is writing, creative writing, journaling, poetry, letter writing. It is a great way that actually has physical and mental health benefits of releasing what we have been containing. And so many times we may stifle and suppress our emotions. And when we are suppressing our emotions, that can have negative consequences on our immune system. It can have negative consequences on our digestive system, our circulatory system. It can have negative consequences for our affect, our psychology, and even our focus and concentration. And so one of the tools to liberate ourselves is to write. And so I have uh, both participated in the writing and uh, performing slam poetry and spoken word. And also I've facilitated poetry therapy groups. And so I would love for you to consider reclaiming your pen and reclaiming your voice to really explore the meaning. And it's not only important that you write, but what you're writing, right? Because if I am writing uh, terrible thoughts about myself, uh, if I am writing distortions, if I am uh, writing in this cyclical way where I am stuck and simply rehearsing the pain of the past, uh, then it will not get me the relief that I am looking for. And so as you're writing to think about the emotions uh, so that it is not robotic and disconnected, as you're writing, you also want to open yourself to process, to progress, to growth, to insight, to insight, to development. So as you're writing, thinking about yourself on this journey home, right? So even if it is still at times that you are not permanently stuck. And so in my writing, I can reflect on who I was before certain events happened, who I was in the midst of those difficulties, 
who I am in this moment and who I am becoming. I can reflect on what I understand about myself, what I understand about other people who were involved in my life journey. I can write about my meaning. I can give myself the gift of truth. And we said coming home to yourself requires telling yourself the truth. And so I encourage you to think about reclaiming the pen and revitalizing your creativity, your imagination uh, to begin to see for yourself beyond this moment and also to see yourself fully in this moment and in the moments of the past. Along this line of seeing yourself clearly is another healing practice, which is visualization. And it takes uh, that creative piece to be able to see myself beyond this moment. And that requires a certain aspect of hope, right? It is one thing to see the devastation, which is important to acknowledge and to sit with. And for me to also picture myself not permanently in a place of reacting to or triggered by or overwhelmed by the experiences of my past. And so to begin the practice of visualizing myself joyful, visualizing myself at a place of inner peace, visualizing myself with good friends and healthy relationships, visualize myself taking care of myself. So to begin to see it, right? So that I can move in the direction of the vision. So we want to consider writing. We also want to uh, consider visualization. And then another healing practice is our meditation and for some people prayer. Uh, both of those are ways of getting tuned in uh, to yourself and to the core of who you are, right? To shift past distraction and to really uh, be present for your life holistically, mind, body, heart, and spirit. And many times when we are stressed, we hold our breath. When we are in a state of trauma or panic, we hold our breath. And so as you meditate, you breathe. And or as you pray, you breathe. To invite uh, breath for some of you, to invite Holy Spirit for others of you, to invite uh, your inner truth, to invite love to show up for you in this moment. And so as we heal, we give ourselves permission, as Tasneen was saying, to decide to breathe, right? To decide to breathe. I am worthy of life. I am worthy of breath. I am worthy of presence. And so I invite you even in this moment, if it aligns with you, to place your palms up on your lap. And just take a moment to focus in on your breath at your own pace, paying attention to the inhale through your nose 
and your exhale through your mouth at your own pace. And so as we become aware of our breath, then we can also set our intentions for ourselves. We can begin to set intentions for our healing and our wholeness. And by setting intentions, it means that I am not simply waiting for other people to act right. I am not waiting for other people to do right by me. I am not waiting for other people to give me closure, healing, or permission. Mm, Let me say it again. That I am not waiting for other people to give me closure, healing, or permission. That I give myself permission to be present and to choose me, to choose my wholeness, to choose my peace. I give myself permission for that reality and for that necessity. And so it can be such a gift to begin to think about what you are setting intentions for because my intentions will come uh, to help me line up my actions. Right. Once I determine what is my uh, desire, my hope, my aim, uh, my directive for myself, then I can line up my life to reflect the intention. Right. I can line up my life uh, to reflect my priorities. Right. So when you're working in a company, they decide these are the goals. These are the priorities. And if it's a well-run company, then they will structure time and assignment so that we can reach those goals. Well, what is your intention for this season of your life? What is your intention for this chapter of your life? And when you have not set an intention and articulated that to yourself, then often we are floating in the wind and we are reading scripts and following plans that other people have made for us that actually do not honor us. Hmm? When I have not come to a place of clarity within myself, then other people are creating a roadmap for my life, which may actually not honor the truth of who I am. And so I encourage you to think about uh, getting clear on your intentions. So we have writing, we have breath work, meditation, and prayer for some. We also have uh, to self-heal is to rest. To heal is to rest. And many of us uh, are so busy and stay busy seven days a week, morning, noon, and night. And uh, as I share in the book, Homecoming, busy is not the same thing as healed. So you can trick a lot of people by being productive. And a lot of people see productivity and think that that means wholeness or wellness. But the reality is, as you heal, you will give yourself permission to breathe, to slow down, to rest, to know that you are worthy, that you are worthy of a good night's sleep, that you are worthy of time to sit and reflect and breathe and be still, that you are worthy of allowing your body, 
your mind, your heart, and your spirit to rest. Another important self-healing practice is around our movement and dance or exercise because we carry a lot of stress and strain in these bodies. And so even now I invite you, if it aligns with you to stretch, perhaps lifting your arms over your head, perhaps rounding out your back and hugging yourself, perhaps standing up and bringing your hands close to the floor if that aligns with you, perhaps even now lunging on one leg, the right leg forward, and then your left. So we get into our bones, we get into our bodies, we get into our muscles, we get into our own rhythm, right? What is the rhythm of your life? What is your body telling you that it needs? What is your body saying it wants to express? What do you need to practice letting your body feel and know and communicate, right? To shift my body and to release my body will bring holistic healing as well. When I free some of this tension from my body, some of that tension in my mind can also be relieved. Some of that tension in my heart can also shift and be released as I am releasing it in the body. And so whether walking or dancing or playing ball or yoga, whatever your practice is, stretching, whatever your practice is, as you move your body, some of what had been stuck can shift. Some of what had been stuck can shift. And so uh, movement, dance, and exercise are beautiful, beautiful healing practices. Another healing practice is self-compassion. And we have an entire episode on self-compassion, or perhaps two. So you want to consider, and not only consider, but then take action about not being so hard on yourself, not being harsh with yourself. But thinking of, and I love in the poem where Grace says at the end, refers to herself as baby girl, right? That she whispers to herself. So what is the affirmation you would like to whisper to yourself in this moment? What are the things that you wish you heard growing up or that you wish you heard when you were in pain? But the room was silent, the calls didn't come, or people said things that were perhaps hurtful or not helpful. What did you need to hear? What do you need to hear in the present? And instead of waiting, can you begin to whisper those things to yourself, to declare those things to yourself? If you want to say them out loud, in this moment to let yourself hear it and then hopefully receive it, there can be liberation there and there can be healing there that I want to think 
kindly and gently toward myself. I want to respond myself to myself with patience, understanding, and compassion. I want to schedule my life with more compassion. So it's not only how I think about myself, but when we talk about healing practice, then that will translate uh, not only in my thoughts, but in my actions. That if I love myself, how would I order my days? If I love myself, if I am compassionate toward myself, what are some conversations I need to have? And what are some conversations I need to stop having? What are some calls I need to make? And what are some calls I need to stop making? Where are some places I need to go because I have compassion for myself? And where are some places I need to stop going? Hmm. What are some things I need to say yes to? And what are the things I need to say no to as an act of compassion to myself? So it is very helpful to think about actualizing your compassion to live it out, to live it out so that I don't just say I love myself, but my life doesn't reflect it. That I don't just quickly say, oh, I have compassion for myself, but nothing in my life lines up with that as truth. So I want to live it out. And then in terms of our healing practice, as you all have heard me say in other episodes, if you're not new, your food affects your mood. Your food affects your mood. And so uh, it is true that my healing is not only in shifting my thoughts or my actions or my relationships, but also what I give myself, the ways in which I nourish or um, neglect myself. And so I would invite you to think about What have you been feeding yourself that is nourishing? And if there are any ways that you are aware you have been neglecting your body's nutritional needs, right? Because we are not built to survive off of junk. And many of us, as you age, will feel that even more, will become even more aware. So the body will tell on us. The body will tell it. The body will tell it. Whether people can see it or not, within our bodies, we can feel it. And so to heal, I want to be intentional, mindful, thoughtful about giving myself some good stuff, right? Not uh, stuff that we would just often call our comfort food, but I want to give myself Uh, Some things that will sustain me, that will cleanse me, that will energize me, that will uh, be a blessing to me, right? Uh, How will I bless myself with what I eat on today, what I put in my body temple on today? And then I encourage you, as we think about self-healing, to uh, listen to uh, music. Music can be very healing, and we've talked about creative writing. We've talked about dance. Uh, What is the soundtrack uh, of your days recently? What are you listening to, and does it help you to heal, or does it 
actually put you down. Uh, and there is music that uh, it negates our own humanity. So what if I've been listening to, does it honor me or dishonor me? Does it bring healing to me or is it actually harmful to me? And so I want to create a soundtrack uh, that can be a part of my healing, or you would say a playlist. <laughs> I want to create a playlist that will help me to come home to myself. So what are the songs? What are the sounds? What are the songs and the sounds that bring you home to yourself? And then I want to name to heal myself. Uh, it can be wonderful to connect with nature. And the natural order of things reminds us uh, who we are and gives us an idea of the larger picture, the larger world. And so what in nature do you connect with? Is it the sky? Is it trees? Are you a flower person? Do you love the water? Do you love to take your shoes off and feel the earth beneath your feet? And if you have done none of those, to experiment, to find out what calls to me in nature. What calls to me, calls me home to myself, right? To my sacred self, to the truths about life that are encoded and embedded in our natural world. There's so much wisdom to gain about living and healing from the world around us. And so to slow down, to pay attention, to pay attention to the birds, to pay attention to your pets, for those of you who have pets, to pay attention to uh, the trees that you see. What do they show you? What do they tell you that can help you come home to yourself? And finally, I'm gonna say as a self-healing practice, it can be uh, so important to nourish homecoming relationships, right? So when I choose to spend time in the presence of people with whom I feel at home, being myself, that helps me to heal. So it is a reminder, a confirmation to us that we can be ourselves that we are absolutely acceptable, that we are absolutely seen, that we are absolutely heard, that we are absolutely appreciated. When I remain in relationships that require me to perform, or to be something I am not, then it keeps me from living truth and it keeps me disconnected from my own home base. So I invite you to consider out of your friends and family, who are the people you feel most at home with and to think about ways you can foster uh, and protect that time together uh, so that you can continue to heal. It is beautiful to do your inner work and it is also beautiful when we heal as a collective and in community with others. I want you to know that your healing is important. Your breath is important. Truth is important. 
homecoming is important. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>